Today, I talk to Christina Zimpale. Christina is a workshop leader and facilitator and has worked successfully with executives and teams across a variety of industries and countries. Today, we talk to Christina about her new book, Finding Flow, Connect with Yourself, Others, and the Planet. The book highlights some of the most effective activities and routines that can be used to connect with yourself and others. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Business Bookshelf podcast. I'm your host, Lance Pepler. Like you, I'm a lifetime learner and find books one of the best ways to do this. The purpose of this podcast then is to interview authors of new business books, get insights into their thinking, lives, and businesses, all in a like-friendly manner. Today, I talk to Christina Zampole about her new book, Finding Flow, Connect with Yourself, Others, and the Planet. So welcome to the podcast, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Christina, where am I speaking to you from today? You're speaking to me from Holland. I'm actually in a little village 20 minutes outside of Amsterdam. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And uh, I'm, I don't know if my listeners are getting bored of this question because I heard that you shouldn't repeat the same question in every single interview. Anyway, I'm not very imaginative, so I'll ask you the same question. It's the get to know you question. And if I were to get into an airplane and fly off to Amsterdam and visit you, what would you take me to see and do? So what I would take you to see, then I think I wouldn't take you to Amsterdam this time because probably you've had others talk about Amsterdam. Uh, so I would take you here to the village where I live, which is filled with uh, cobblestone roads and uh, thatched roofs and take you to the little local stores. Uh, mm. We have a little chocolate store that make everything and we have uh, little farms and I would take you to those places to visit. That sounds fantastic. Everyone loves chocolate and everything. Um, the <laughs> most interesting answer I've had was a lady who said that she'd take me to a shopping center so she can teach me business models by looking at the various shops and seeing how they operate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so Christina, can you give us a brief overview of your background in the forming of Zimflow? Yes, of course. So um, I'm originally from Sweden, but I've lived abroad in England and in the US and lived uh, since almost 18 years here in Holland. Um, I started Zimflow 11 years ago with the intention to work with international organizations and help them with coaching and leadership development. And how did it form? Has it been going? Has it been going for a few years already? Yeah, for 11 years. So it was started in 2009. Yeah. And so we're talking to you, Christina, about your book, Finding Flow. And I've read it and I found it very interesting. Hopefully I put some of those things into practice. Can you tell us the purpose of the book, you know, why you wrote it and an, and an overview of it? Yeah, absolutely. So the purpose of the book was to create a... Uh, almost like a handbook for life. Mm. Uh, uh, and I wanted it to be inspiring and simple because I noticed the simpler the things, the easier they are to apply. And it's the small things that make a difference. I myself uh, am dyslexic and uh, according to studies, I'm also ADHD. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have a lot of patience and therefore I wanted to create a book where you could just open it up uh, any time, any day, and get some inspiration um, to feel energized and happy and um, uh, motivated to do something for yourself. Mm. 
And so talking about flow, the book's got a particular flow divided into different sections. Could you tell us about that flow of the book and maybe, you know, summary of the different sections that are in it? Yes, so definitely. So it's it, it, the subtitle is Connecting with Yourself, Others and the Planet. And mm -hmm. so the book starts with really about connecting with yourself, looking at what are the things that make you happy, uh, looking at the things that um, give you energy, um, becoming aware of the choices that you make for yourself mm. um, and your thought pattern. Because when you become aware of yourself, it's really about leadership from the inside out. Mm. Um, then you can also easier connect with others. So that's how the book follows. You know, how do you then connect with others with very simple things mm. like offering a free coffee to somebody you don't know <laughs> mm. or giving somebody a compliment or just a smile. And then it continues to looking at what we all can do to, um, to um, help the planet. Mm. And that's absolutely vital, helping the planet. But that's a very cool flow. So from, from yourself to others to the world, uh, in yeah. essentially the flow of it. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you start by looking at ourselves as leaders, because we're all leaders in some capacity. And then you absolutely. just briefly said something about self-awareness. You know, why is self-awareness so important as a leader? Do you, do you have to know yourself before you can lead others? And maybe some, some examples of self-awareness or an overview of it. Well, I think we can all relate to having known somebody in our life, whether it is a, a officially a leader of us or somebody that we know that uh, say, I'm a really good listener, and then they never listen. You know, those mm. are things that... Get Always on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or on their email or Instagram or whatever. And yeah. it's really... Um, and you get... You tend to get annoyed, or even I do anyway, when people are not aware of their own... Um, yeah whatever shortcomings yeah. shortcomings exactly um and then when people are you can accept them much easier for who they are so for example if the person then is not a good listener and they say yeah i'm, I'm just really not that good at listening or i have a hard time focusing mm. you have much more empathy and understanding for the person as long as they don't use it for an excuse for everything of course mm -mm. but so therefore it's important to know you know, who am I? What am I really good at? And what are things I need to improve and be open about it? Because when people try to cover things up, that's also when when it's uh, when you you also sense then that this person and not is not completely authentic. Mm. And when you sense that somebody is not really authentic, you tend to mistrust that person because your intuition gives you warning signals. And then it becomes difficult to follow that person. Mm -mm. Yeah, I've had various people that I've interviewed for this podcast. It's interesting, like empathy and humility are two like authors that I've interviewed about their books. And so those kind of human traits and characteristics are so important to leaders today, aren't they? To, so that you can lead it, you know, authentically and with humility and with empathy. Yeah. And really just own who you are. Nobody's mm. perfect. So, uh, you know, just be honest about who you are. And to be honest about who you are, you need to be aware of who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have a, a picture of an iceberg um, in your book. And yes. the iceberg is around, you know, what people see and what people don't see. And, yes. and uh, you know, so people see you and they only see a small little fraction of who you are, what you do, what you go through to, um, you know, to present yourself 
the way you do. Can you yeah. give us some indications of what people don't see that will help us to be a success? Yeah. Um, well, some of the things that I've really seen in people who are highly successful is their dedication to themselves, to managing their own energy and their dedication to get up early in the morning and have really good routines and to really take themselves serious in the sense of uh, frequently meditating or uh, regular exercise, um, perhaps not drinking as much uh, every day <laughs> mm, and <laughs> or, coffee as well <laughs> yeah exactly but in so many ways people just tend to see you know it's like if you see if you're not uh, skinny uh, like myself and you see all these amazingly fit people everywhere you underestimate you think oh those are the genes and you come up with loads of excuses but mm. actually those people work really hard to to stay fit and to stay healthy and um, and really take care of themselves and with people who are successful also, and of course, success is a big word. So when I mean success, I talk about personal happiness, I would say. Mm. Um, because if you are just successful and you're deeply unhappy inside, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that success. So mm. the success in this iceberg is really about when you are at a high in your life and when people uh, also can see that because you sense when people are in a good place. Mm. And talking about success um, and uh, how you feel about yourself and if you're happy, um, you talk about purpose and it's a very, very topical subject at the moment. I think I've interviewed at least 10 people for the podcast around purpose. Um, do you think it actually makes a difference, purpose, or is it just a buzzword at the moment that everyone's using? Like, What are the benefits of having purpose in your life? Yeah, great question. Mm. Well, I think... Um, by knowing your purpose, things become a lot more clear and you can therefore make faster, better decisions for yourself. Mm. So it was funny, uh, a person I worked with many years ago, she just sent me an email on LinkedIn now and to thank me again for helping her clarify what her purpose was because now she has had an, a very extensive interview process since January of mm. this year. And because she could be so clear about her purpose in every single interview, it really helped her to, um, to not only get the job, but also know that she wanted the job in the first place. Um, because it's so easy to spread ourselves thin when we are not clear about what our purpose is. Uh, whereas also for myself, my purpose is about connecting people with themselves and uh, with others. Mm. And to do that in a playful and light way. And I was offered a job just after I started my company. Um, and then I thought, I, I, I was like, okay, this is good because I'm getting some income. You know, when you just start your business, you don't have that steady income or I didn't anyway. Tell me about uh, it, yeah. <laughs> it didn't feel any energy. It, did, it didn't resonate. And then I thought really quickly in my head, okay, is this something to do about connecting people with themselves? No. Is it mm. about connecting people with others? No. Uh, is it playful? No. So in 30 seconds, or maybe, I don't know, I could say, thank you so much for thinking of me, but this is not the right job for me. Whereas I know if I wasn't clear on my purpose, I would have said yes. And I would have been really deeply unhappy and they would have been deeply unhappy with me. It's so interesting because so the following next Monday, I'm interviewing another author 
who in his book, he talks about the Maslow hierarchy of needs, you know, the ones from self-actualization being the top and then your basic needs like food and shelter being at the bottom. Mm. And his argument is that during the pandemic, a lot of people have gone down to the basic needs again because, you know, people are scrambling to try and earn a living, to try and put bread, you know, food on the table. And so, like, my question that I'm going to ask him, and I'll ask you as well, um, Christina, is how important is purpose then? Uh, do you, should you still strive to go for your purpose, even when you actually just need to put food on the table and do almost anything to do that? Or should you look past that and carry on striving for your purpose? Yeah, and I think it's a really good question. And I think you can... What I believe is that you can find that purpose in anything. And if I would take the purpose that is mine about connecting people with themselves and connecting others, Mm. uh, there's so many ways that you can fill that in. Um, So I could do that working in a supermarket. I could do that working in a restaurant. I could do that cleaning toilets, you know, Mm. because it's not related specifically to what I do but if I have the chance in that job to connect with other people if I have the opportunity to connect like if I would sit in a cashier I could talk to the person in front of me uh, asking a few questions to help them get more aware of themselves I could start a conversation with the two people in the line you Mm. know so it depends on how you define purpose but I believe purpose is something that is usually a lot simpler than people think it is. And it's something that you're already doing. It's just yeah. about really clarifying what that is. And I suppose life isn't permanent, is it? So you could do something now that's like an interim measure. And you're right, Christina, as long as it's not totally going against who you are and what your purpose is, you can always either morph it or move into something at a later stage that's higher up the Maslow hierarchy of needs, perhaps. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the and idea anyway. It's always important to, it's always important to, of course, take good care of yourself, but mm. that is part of also working to, to who you really are and what makes you really happy. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a couple of habits that, you know, people don't see. Can you mention anything else that will generate energy flow in your life? So you said, you know, waking up early or different elements. What, what kind of things should people look at doing to build up the energy flow in themselves? One exercise which I recommend always people to do is just make a very simple list of what are things that give you energy and what are things that drain your energy. Mm. So if you think of a day when you wake up that you felt everything was amazing, uh, just think about, okay, so how long did I sleep? What did I eat? Who did I see? What was I doing? And then make a list of all those things. And it can be anything from food, people, places, um, tasks, um, being outside, locations, and then also make one with things that drain your energy. Mm. So, you know, when I did this the first time, I realized one of the things that really drained my energy is sugar. And when I realized what was giving me energy was going out every morning in the forest. And mm. then I became quite disciplined around that. And I noticed when I was, it really gave me a better day. So do you try and do that regularly? I do. Is that in the morning when you wake up or at different times during the day? Well, the, for me, it, was, it worked best when I did it in the morning. And then, of course, I go into periods when it's dark outside and raining and I don't feel like going out in the morning. <laughs> I become <laughs> less uh, diligent. But yeah. um, 
what I noticed is that now at least I'm aware of the things that really help me. Mm. So then I can recover faster when I fall back into bad habits. I can quicker get back into my good habits because then I get aware of, mm, I'm feeling a bit down now. Mm, what's that got to do with? Oh, yes, yeah. well, I haven't really taken care of myself. That's fantastic advice. I, I once heard an interview with Jim Collins, you know, the author of Good to Great. Yeah. And he said he wrote in his diary and gave himself like marks every day and then recorded every day. And then at the end of the year, you could like add up the majority of, you know, was he happy that week or month or year? Was he unhappy? What was the score? Oh, wow. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds, like a lot of, sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> that's that's like a lot of work. <laughs> but I agree. But if some we can, people love that. <laughs> he's a stats guy, obviously, so you probably enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I need to do that as well. And hope maybe the listeners also need to like identify what you know drives you, gets you going. Like these interviews that I do now when I speak to people like you, that really fills me with energy. Mm. Um, and even editing it afterwards, you know, so something mundane and boring like editing is fine because I re-listen to the interview that I've had with you which I really enjoy doing as well. Um, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> it's again to do with purpose. Oh, uh, yeah. After, well, I still need to find that 100%. So <laughs> I still need to go through the purpose part. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so there's good, two good questions to just look at in the book. So I would have a look at those and write down whatever comes up without judgment. Just write it down and do like your brainstorming for yourself. Absolutely. So I like your, I really enjoyed your section on connection flow. What is connection flow? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I, I believe that the, what I've noticed is that so many people feel alone and don't feel that they are um, really having um, meaningful connections. Mm. And what uh, I believe is small things make a big difference. And that's what also the whole book is about, these small things that you can do that make a big difference. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's really about uh, reaching out to others. Mm. And mm. I've had to do that a lot because when you move to a new country, you don't have a base of friends that you grew up with. So it's really up to you to make uh, new connections. And people are really happy to connect but often you need to make the first step and it's about getting out of your comfort zone to do that mm. but even just smiling is it's it's a very easy way to connect with somebody when you're passing them on the street <laughs> just smiling and saying hello means a lot to people mm. absolutely I, one of the books that i was sent to read and I'm, hopefully we're going to interview the author is the lonely century uh, how to restore human connection in a world that's falling apart. And I think the lonely century was taking place before COVID and now it's even worse, right? So like people are stuck in their rooms, they're on Zoom sessions, especially now with lockdown again this month in Europe. How, you know, how important is it to get out there and to interact with people and to engage with people on a physical almost way from a connection post perspective? Well, I think it's, you know, of course, what I should say now is that make sure it's safe. Yes, <laughs> definitely, <you> definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure that you, you follow the health guidelines. But um, as long as you're doing that, it's, it is really important to go outside. And, and even when you're driving, I bring my daughter to school and mm. I always stop at the, when there's a zebra crossing and I let people pass. A small gesture like that is also almost as a few seconds of connection or walking my dogs 
stopping and talking to the other people that I meet mm. is also a way to connect. And I believe that you can also have deep connection on Zoom. It just depends on what type of conversations you have and what, what questions you ask each other. If you're only talking about tasks and things that you have to do, but if you really ask uh, people about so how are you really doing right now and what mm. what's, where is your you know where are you at this moment and connecting deeply with somebody can also be done via zoom yeah and right at the beginning of lockdowns around the world people were bringing out you know remote work and they were saying how important it was to have like a social friday and then, you know, people in the office would get together on a Friday via Zoom and eat pizza together or something like that. But then I presume it's also really important for a manager to be able to try and connect with their staff or leader by asking those type of questions about how are you and how are you doing and those kind of things to build connection with people, I would imagine. Yeah, I, it's funny because I did a workshop uh, based on a, a colleague of mine. She wrote virtual teams across cultures. Mm. And one of the things in her book is uh, about creating the informal moments formal. So last week uh, with one of my clients, we had a uh, drinks party uh, for one hour on the Wednesday before we actually had the virtual workshop on the Thursday. And then uh, their CEO, he had sent them all funky sunglasses. And there's on my <laughs> Instagram, you see a picture where everybody's wearing these funky sunglasses and Everybody had a drink together, playing or even around with Zoom, just like understanding how the backgrounds, you could change the backgrounds. And it was a very light, informal session, but it also created connection and some playfulness. Uh, I heard a lady on a podcast who changed her picture in Zoom to be a potato. So her, her face was a potato. <laughs> the only trouble is she didn't know how to turn it back. And so for the, for the next week or two, whenever she had actual work Zoom meetings, she was like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christina, your, the next section of your book is around the world, which is obviously really important. So we're going for leaders, you know, know yourself, connect with people, and then the world. Can you tell us a little bit about how we can have an impact on the world and be, you know, a positive impact on it? Yes, absolutely. We can, you know, every day we have we make so many decisions and choices about how we live our life, what we eat, what we consume. Mm. And uh, there's so many ways that we can have a positive difference. And, you know, even like I said, I took my daughter by car, but of course you can take, by, take the bike if possible, if where you mm. live, cycling is a possibility. So I try to consciously use my bicycle as often as I can. Um, another thing is, um, you know, what do you choose to eat? I mean, that we already know you know eat more mm. green so that's a bit um what most people are aware of doing but it's also you know i went to get contact lenses and then i looked at the package where it's from and i live in holland and then it says the contact lenses come from texas and i was so then i asked the guy in the shop isn't it possible to get contact lenses a little bit closer than from texas and he's like well yeah actually there is a company here in holland so even as a consumer you can have an impact and making the, the shops where you go aware of what products they're selling. Um, yeah. And also I used to love shopping. I still do if I have to be completely honest, but before I would think, oh, I can't wear this garment one more time. You know, it's, I've already worn it so much. Whereas now when I was working on this book with uh, Hannah, uh, who was the project planner for the book as well, and helped do a lot of research for the planet, 
she said, oh, but this cardigan I'm wearing now, the cost per wear is only 10 cents. And I was like, oh, what's that? So the more you wear something, <laughs> the, the cost per wear goes down. And it made me super excited about wearing something as much as possible now, because then the cost per wear has really gone down. So I actually now feel really great about wearing something a lot compared mm. to what I did before. And, and if you get sheep for your garden, then you can use the wool and it won't cost you anything at all. <laughs> um, Christina, I always like to focus on the authors as well as the book. Um, so could you tell us a little bit more about Zimflow? Uh, you know, what you do, I see you do all sorts of interesting things on boarding and team coaching and organizational development and leadership development. Could you maybe just give us a high level overview of Zimflow as a company? Yes, definitely. So we are a leadership um, consultancy. Uh, we do uh, we create leadership programs for organizations um, across different countries. We work with um, all levels, although um, higher levels have tended to be the the ones where the companies spend the most money. Mm. But we also work with startups, entrepreneurs. We're a network of uh, professionals across the globe and we work in partnership with other organizations looking mm. at how can we serve our clients best so we also work with um, oxford leadership and act in the us and um, yeah that's that's who we are mm, fantastic that's wonderful and how can people contact you that they can buy the book. It's available on Amazon, is it? I believe. Not, it's not yet available on Amazon. It's, okay. uh, it will be. It's available only at uh, zoomflow.com at the moment. Okay. Uh, and ball.com, but it will be also available on Amazon. I'll have those details in the show notes so people can go to zoomflow.com. And there's a tab yeah. there called buy the book. And yes. then I, I think when this, um, maybe when this podcast goes live, it will be available on Amazon. I'll just double check on Amazon before it goes live, just to make sure that it's on there or not. And then you've got a get in touch um, option on Zoomflow. So I presume that those emails go to you as well. Yes, yes. And also there's an in Instagram account, underscore flow together, underscore, and mm -hmm. flow, the two is the number two together because we really want to create a community across the world helping each other with the simple small things to inspire us to live live lighter and happier and more connected mm, it sounds fantastic sounds like something that i want to do as well all those type of things and and i connected with you on linkedin so thank you so much and you, i'll have your details on linkedin in the show notes so people can send out a connection to you there as well so Christina, thank you so, so much. I really enjoyed your book and I encourage absolutely everybody to, to read it. It's, um, and let me just get to the title again. So the title is called um, Finding Flow, Connect with Yourself, Others and the Planet. So those are the three sections. I just encourage you to go to zoomflow.com, uh, buy the book there until it's available on other outlets. So thank you so much, Christina, for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you, the listener, found this as interesting and useful as I did. If you'd like to contact me, then please do. My email is lance at ideastorm.co.za and the website is www.ideastorm.co.za. And so until next time, goodbye. Bye-bye, Christina. Bye-bye.